You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. In this week's episode of Carly's Couch, we talk about playing the victim. How often are we giving up our own power by playing the victim? And how can we change our victim mentality into one that is more empowering? Ooh. Good morning. Um, hope you're doing well today. I know December everybody's like excited about the holidays and or just kind of like chilling a little bit more um, as we get close to or as we're getting closer to the holidays now. Um, it's definitely a time where it's like, whew, I gotta take a rest. Like, um, so please take care of yourselves, take a rest. We hope that you catch up on all the episodes of Carly's Couch that you haven't listened to from this year. If you've missed any, um, take some time to leave a review, like really leave a review, like write something out. Um, y'all leave a lot of good comments. So like, for example, here's a cheat code for you. Take one of those comments and then throw that into Apple podcasts and use that as like a base for your review. Um, and leave five stars when you can, just because that helps the rating of the show and to get in front of even more people. And also thanks for those who share it too. Yeah. So shout out to Jermaine, shout out to his comments. Um, he always leaves some clever Mm -hmm. and funny things on the YouTube channel, Uh a whole latte plants be listening and interacting. I love it. And then also, um, like, in the dating episode, one of my line sisters hit me and was like, y'all, I'm reading this book. And this book is, like, reading the fuck out of me right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that book does go hard. Um, <laughs> attached. Yeah. Uh, so if you missed the dating episode, um, that one got a lot of play. Everybody loves, like, listening to about relationships and love and how to make some stuff work. So um, definitely going to keep throwing those in there every once in a while. Yeah, and also read the books that we recommend. Those are good. So if you're working on growing those things, um, I just started Attached too, so I'm sure it'll be reading me here pretty soon as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the ways that um, we can continue to grow as well is by changing this idea of always being a victim. And I'm going to paint the picture of like another person because I feel like this is something that's easy to kind of point out in other people. Um, when you notice somebody who always like has uh, a complaint or like an excuse or like, you know, it's always like this other person or why, why don't this generalized group ever do boom, 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 or men are this, or um, yeah, the system's always trying to hold us down. Conspiracy theorists type people, like folks who's like, they're always, it seems that like they're always in a space of talking about how they're being limited by the world. Um, raise your hand, raise your hand, <laughs> raise your hand as if I can never see, um, in the comments or something. If you know people like that for sure. Now, Carly, would you consider yourself to be like one of those? <laughs> No, no. And I'll sum that up with and we'll talk about it later. But I'm very accountable for all my shit. I'll be trying to think like for real, for real, though, because I guess he's like, no, I'm not don't have victim mentality. Um, But I do remember and know where I have. And to your point, yes, like I very much now it's not always immediate. But like as soon as you um, are kind of in a space where it's like, man, men don't never blah, 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 or you know, thinking about a specific relationship or something like that. was like, well, they did this and this and this, and they hurt me and all these things. Um, I, I do kind of quickly, like, 
stop like all right like you know you might sometimes you might have to marinate it but like stop and then i think about like all right but i could have did this or i did that or um i'm gonna move on or whatever it might be right so um for those of you though who may not even realize that you're in that space um and some of y'all must not because when i hop online every time like there's gonna be a few people on my timeline like, all they doing is like you know, trust people when they tell you who they are the first time. And then the next tweet is, <laughs> now, you know what I'm talking about. And the next tweet is, um, um, you know, this is why you don't, you don't let people in until you see who they really are. And like, you be like, damn dog. Like, I know you're going through something right now. And it's like certain people, it just seems like they're always going through something. Um, that's kind of like what we talk about today. And like, you know, being able to note that and catch that, um, because also actually in a, in a real life example, um, there's a situation that I know about where, uh, somebody like she, she does like, she, she, it's like text, 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 text. And it's like, you want to tell like, girl, you're like, you're not helping yourself right now by doing this. Like, and, and it's almost like she can't control it. And like, just very being extremely like led by emotion. And, and it's like, you did this, you did that. And, you know, talking to a friend about it, it's just like, man, like you can't really tell that person like what to do in that case because they're not hearing you but if you know that's something that maybe you have dealt with and you're like dang I do do that sometimes or I get caught up in my feelings about something um or very passionate about a topic um being black in America all like all these types of things then that's where we're talking to you about that today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that I, we kind of the idea kind of came up um through a conversation with a friend and we were talking about a family member. Um, we both have various family members that we feel are rooted, like they had re like real trauma in their life, but like now they're so led by, you know, people are always out to get them. Like Lexi mentioned earlier, like it's like everything is a personal attack. Like anything that happens to them is kind of a personal attack and all this. And it became a conversation like, well, you know, at what point like do people – recognize that you know yes you had real trauma and now you're letting it run your life and you're you're like when when do you transition from you know a victim like of a wrongdoing that wasn't your fault that something happened to now you're choosing that role in all the situations that you bring in and what can you do to do better and also um as a point that you know Lexi asking me like well you know are there any places in your life and we'll get into that but I'm, I definitely have played the victim in the past for sure um and a lot of times you don't know and so uh, thinking about what the victim mentality is, do you have any other examples? So it's like people who believe life like happens to them, like everybody's kind of against them, out to get them perhaps. Yeah, it, like you said, to me, you can think of any kind of like a traumatic thing that might have happened to somebody. But now it's like, and now imagine that they view everybody every day through that lens. And it's like, I view life through the lens that everybody's going to do what that person did or that uh, white people forever are going to treat me this way or that there is no hope about X, Y, Z or like whatever it is. It's, it's really about like seeing the world through that lens now. Um, and it's just, uh, it just seems like a heavy way to live. And it's like you're, going to be constantly doing like these mental gymnastics to um, always deal with that you're always having to deal with like that extra um, oh, what do you call it like it, not just anxiety but 
um, kind of just being stuck in your head about everything. Mm. And it's almost like you're adding to everything around you. Sometimes it might be valid, but like, it's like you're adding this extra layer to everything that like, you know how it's like sometimes you just get tired and you just, you don't know you've been thinking OD, but like when you think about it, you're like, dang, I didn't even do nothing today. I'm so exhausted. And it's like, but oh, I was obsessively like thinking about something or, you know, kind of going through something. And imagine like just as I would say that somebody with a victim mentality would kind of move through life kind of feeling like that, like a lot of the time. And I think it's important to realize that, you know, most of people's victim mentality is rooted in real trauma. Not all the time, but most of the time there was probably something that happened like husband cheated dealing with racism that's fucking real like you know friend backstabbed them or stole from them or you know whatever happens like I think it starts there but to your point it becomes an issue when it starts to be a lens into which you view the entire world yeah and that's when it becomes problematic um and it's literally not healthy for you and it's almost like you are kind of placing things on other people putting them in boxes as well um this is really, I mean, this is what baggage is. So if you have a victim mentality, this is you having baggage from past um, issues, past relationship with family, friends, lover, whatever, and now you're holding on to it. Um, so even though you may have been wronged, like Carly said, it's like, how can we let go and separate what this person did or separate what happened or even like when it comes to like racism, because it's still happening. It's like, how do we even separate what is happening in a way that we can still live life to the fullest that we can. Um, so how can we still be empowered? And to me, like, uh, I guess one of the most unfortunate things about having a victim mentality is that it, it disempowers you so much so that now, even though yes, racism is real or things have happened to me, it's almost like a whelp. Like now there's nothing I can do or, um, well, I just have to deal with this. Um, and so those are some of the um, things that kind of come up for you when you're in a victim mentality. But like to us, like that sounds like kind of negative, right? Like, oh man, I wouldn't want to be like that. But Carly, like why would somebody stay in a victim mentality then? Because to me, when I think of examples of people who I'm like, yeah, they kind of are in a victim mentality a little bit with certain things. It, you know, it's like, well, they kind of live there. Why do you feel like they might be kind of stuck there? I think... Um, one, they could be stuck in their ways, but I feel like the biggest one is probably that it is easier to blame everybody else around you. Like, oh, I didn't get that promotion because my boss hates me and they never pick me for this because it's always people being mean to you or picking on mm -hmm. you. It's, it's so much easier. And that easier. becomes like nobody ever picks me. Yeah. Or... And then you start to deflect. Like, I feel like it's some, sometimes easier to deflect blame for things not going right in your life on other people than it is to like look at yourself and take ownership of that. Mm. And then also along with that, I think that, um, you know, when you're the victim, now you're able to look at folks and you're kind of better than them. You might have like a more high ground or um, I feel like because, you know, they did this, they did that. Like I, now I'm a good person. It's almost like you're, you're able to like highlight yourself um, in a particular light because you're not the one who did that stuff. You're the one who's poor old me like that. Everything has happened to and um, thinking about actually a personal <laughs> thing when I agreed to myself to be in this situationship off and on for like five years. Damn. Um, bruh. <laughs> That's how bruh. I be though. And it's so bruh. funny how like the, it's always the like unhealthy like situationships or like joints that like last forever. Like, 
It's How? so hard to like dip out of those for whatever reason. Yo, so many reasons. Situationships, a whole entire series of episodes. But this one in particular, like I realized that, yes, he had did like there was a wrongdoing on his part, but also that I was playing a victim because I was like leaning into being a victim in that relationship instead of like taking ownership of why I allowed myself to be in that situation, why I continued to choose him when he wasn't choos- choosing me. So that could be, a, um, for everybody listening, that could be a point to think about. It's like, hmm, am I in a situation with a person or in some type of situation that I know is not good, but I'm having a hard time separating from or changing? That could be a signifier that... Um, well, dang, what am I gaining out of like staying here? I'm not allowing myself to be with a better person. I'm not allowing myself to be in a better situation. I'm disempowering myself. Why? Or even like, what is that saying about you? Um, so think about that. Like that may be a signifier that um, you may have a victim mentality in some case. Yeah. Anywhere you don't feel empowered to choose yourself or to, or to do better or to own your wants and needs is huge. And I think that probably keeps people like keeps a, a lot of people in a lot of situations that aren't necessarily the best for them. So at what point um, at what point is it become problematic if somebody really did something to you, right? Like, um, for example, um, racism in America, right? Like, okay, like there are accounts that we know and we see that can talk all day about what's going on around, around the country and that will we we're we're not able to get to a certain level at the same rate and with this and that and that and all these kind of things right but they're also true so is that problematic or like can you kind of dive into a little bit more like in situations like that where something has happened or maybe is even continuing to happen um at what point are we doing a little too much so i think um it's hard not to internalize those situations right and it, it is very real and very disempowering on every scale. So not to minimize the impact that it has, but I think um, it becomes disempowering when you let that anger eat away at you and make you become bitter and make you feel disempowered and like you can't do anything and like you kind of just complain more than you try to look for solutions or take action. So I think, I think that when it's you're complaining without, without having action, but think sometimes it's like, all right, like there's no, there might not be an action and or it's still valid even if you don't have an action. But if you're complaining and, hmm, I think it's something else to it too. If you're complaining and it has become like your mask and like your, I don't know, like your persona. Personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things to be complaining is personality. Um, then, yeah, it, it's hard. I think it's kind of hard to like explain it for me. Um, and I think that's mostly because like it is very overwhelming and it can be very frustrating to, in this case, like you are kind of a victim, yeah. but maybe it's, and, and I think it kind of sucks because it seems like it's like, Oh, you, you gotta be a bigger person type thing. And I hate when people kind of say that, right? Like, yo, you gotta go higher, be a bigger person. Um, in that situation when, when somebody or society is not treating you like the way that you should be treated. But at the end of the day, it's always like a, and yet if I approach this from like, well, what can I do? Or like, how can I still move through or whatever? You're still going to be in a better space, I guess, than to just state this and, and complain about this and say, well, you know, why, why is this the cards I was given type thing? 
It sounds it sounds like from this discussion that the difference between being a victim of a wrongdoing and something happening to you, um, systemic racism, for example, and like the the difference between being a victim and having a victim mentality is like the acceptance and the disempowerment, like the acceptance of mm -hmm. disempowerment. So maybe um, I'm not saying like don't talk about it because it is important to talk about it. But if the, the talk is like, well, it's always going to be like this and it's not like we can do nothing about it. I think that that's a little bit different mm -hmm. than like calling for action and you letting that like and what I mean by calling for action is seeing what you can do wherever you are, seeing how you can empower yourself in spite of those circumstances and not. I'm, what I'm not saying is pull yourself up by your bootstraps because we all know that's bullshit. <laughs> but what I am saying is like, I think it's like owning that disempowerment and accepting kind of things as like, that's how they are. Like, oh, the world's always going to be out to get me. And that just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then, so for example, even with the racism um, example, now it's like I may walk into any room. And actually, so I have a, a real example of this with, with racism. So, um child one of these summers when i thought oh we really about to see some change when <laughs> we was in the streets well, was it just 2020 yeah like i was like yo this is about to be different a little bit because i was like hold up now it's more white people that's march than than black folks um but anyway so like around this time of a space where i'm like there was a lot of like uh unrest around these social issues um i, w I went home to north carolina and so being in north carolina it's almost like because of the uh, kind of environment in general, I was already kind of tight. Like I was like, all right, I'm going back home to North Carolina. You know, um, I know there's a, a house a little down the street from where we live, where they have this huge, like it's so ignorant for no fucking reason, like big Confederate flag, like for no reason. Right. Um, and so like, I'm already tight going home and like, I expect people to say something. And so I noticed that when I was out and about when I'm, you know, as I'm walking past and I see a white person walk past me, I, I literally was expecting some bullshit or like, you know, just something I, I, I was waiting for people to be rude or kind of whatever. And it was so f interesting how I was like, everybody was extra super nice. And like, I mean, these old, uh, older, like white lady, I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And like just talking to you. And then in my head, I was like, hold on. Who am I? Who am I like serving or helping? by going in expecting that negativity. Like, like I said, I literally, I keep saying tight because like I was tight. Like I was like, Oh, let me kind of be prepped to fight or like prepped to say what I need to say or whatever. And like, how, who am I helping by like being like that? And then whole time it's like, Oh, like that's not even what that is. And so it's like almost mentally I was doing myself a disservice. Um, physically I was doing myself a disservice and that don't mean you, you know, you gotta stay ready, you know, in case something does go down. But how much better would the experience have been being out and about if I'm out and I'm expecting, hey, how you doing? Or wave at somebody and cheery. But then when that maybe one out of 100,000 people does say something cool, as opposed to, oh, you better not say, oh, okay, that's what I thought. Oh, you about to do da, 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 da. And now you're in a whole different space. Um, so that's, I think, like a, a actually a real good example of, okay, if I'm in a victim mentality, I'm already hurting whether somebody actually does anything or not. But if you're not, you only actually getting hurt when you're actually really getting hurt. So I think that's the biggest like um, differentiator of that for real. Like you're you're letting yourself be hurt unnecessarily. Yeah, I think um, what's what's the quote? Uh, it's like 
um, worrying about something, it's like mm-hmm. you already suffer a, a thousand times before the thing happens or not. Like my therapist always says that he's like, yo, you worrying about this situation and you feeling all these emotions and going all up and down. He was like, and the thing may or may not happen, but you've already Struggle, felt those yeah. emotions. And if it happens, you gonna feel them again. And to feel them is literally to your body and to your mind as if it's happening. So yeah, yeah that, and that's why like technically and, and health wise, like that's just not good for you. I think that's why it's so important to talk about this and why I specifically thought about it because like it having a victim mentality affects your life on so many levels. Whenever you live in that constant state of worry and stress, it like kills your immune system and your body's ability to like fight off things. It makes you so anxious so that you don't you're not even able to show up as your full self in any situation that you're in. Like it's so important to notice where you're giving your power away or owning this narrative so that you can take it back and like mm-hmm. live a more peaceful existence. Mm-hmm. And you see and experience what you expect to see and experience. So you, at least you would do more for yourself to try to have a different expectation. Um, so are you, are you a victim or do you have a victim mentality? Um, you may have a victim mentality if um, you're consistently complaining about a same thing. This could be maybe a person. It could be a situation, even like with your job or something like, you know, if you're always like, Oh, here come my boss. Like, and nobody likes their boss, but except for other people who work with me. But, um, you know, if you're consistently complaining about something specific and also that makes me think too, you know, how there's some, some things that every time you see a person, they say the same thing all the time. Every time. And you could tell it's just, that's just ing- almost ingrained in you. And you'd be like, damn, here we go. Like, I know, you know, you better not blah, blah, blah. Or like, you'd be like, damn, you really say this every time. And you're like stuck in this train of thought. Um, to me, those are like example of a victim mentality. If you're consistently complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Another one is always catastrophizing all your problems. And what I mean is like something little happens, but all of something is so big. And then you start relating it to other things. And it, it's just part of this big conspiracy where things are against you. If, if like little tiny things are always like much bigger things, like even thinking about it when you drive and if somebody gets over it, people always cutting you off. People always don't know how to drive people. This and that <laughs> think about that too. And I'm also talking to myself in that because Lord knows driving is the hardest mindful activity that I do. Yeah. That's funny. I always laugh. Like now when I, when I'm driving, because I always think about um, something I saw on the internet where it's like, yeah, anytime you the one like sitting in your car, you be like, you better not hit my hit my car. <laughs> but it's like every time you're the person driving, man, I ain't finna hit your car. Like, so it's like depending on what section you're in, like you gonna do it every time, like every every time. Um, another another uh, signifier that you maybe have a victim mentality is if it's always somebody else's fault um if it's consistently like when you're hurting or when something's going on it's always somebody else's fault or if you kind of feel like everybody's out to get you um but to show like a real example of that because somebody might not be like yeah I don't think everybody's out to get me but like I had a colleague um with work and it's like no matter I know like my intent was not you know to hurt anybody's feelings or to you know to do anything like negatively um, and yet I could just ask a question like, Hey, you know, I got an email. They're asking about X, Y, Z. Um, have you guys already figured that piece out? Or do you know, do you know the answer so I can pass them on to you? And I'm asking this question because I don't want to double work of like sending it to them if they already might've did it. Like, because they were going to be doing this stuff. So I was like, Oh, did you already do that? Or, or what should I lead them to? And then it's just like, Oh, well, I don't, 
I don't work for you. And like, they're doing all this stuff. And, and like, she was, she just assumes everybody's like out to get her. And like, assuming that I was like always trying to like put her beneath me. And it's like, no, like I'm not doing any of that. I just, I'm just asking you a question um, to try to try to help. Or, or for example, in the same scenario, it's like, upset because if i didn't cc you in every single email but to me i'm thinking well i'm trying to save your inbox this this is literally has nothing to do with you or it's literally not important or you know it's like why but but because everybody's out to get me or you might be trying to steal like my business from up underneath me or whatever um why are you not keeping me in the loop on this and i'm like girl i just responded yes to an email like if you want to be cc cool but um and then to appease that situation like I would do the best I could to like really try to overly like communicate and do the things, but no matter what I would do, it was always through that lens. So it's like, at some point you, I was like, you can't win because you choose to see everything through a lens that people are out to take your job or to get you or whatever. Man. And that's the biggest thing you're choosing to see through this lens. And so you can also choose to change it, which is important and why I'm excited about doing this episode. Um, but the last example of that is there's this uh, TikTok where it's like two people texting. It's a guy and a girl. And the girl is like, um, or the guy's like, yeah, you can come over if you want to. But he's like saying it in the tone. He was like, yeah, you can come over if you want to. And she read it. You can come over if you want to. So she's yeah. getting hype. And, yeah. he's, and so he's laying there and he's like, yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. oh, and, you know, maybe we could get some food or something. But then she's, like, taking it this whole way. And then um, that's funny. she's that's like, like, oh, how- you're a treat. And he's like, <laughs> oh, she thinks I'm a treat. And she's like, Rah! and he's just, like, laughing. And, like, she, you'd, like, never know. But it's the way it's, like, your perceived lens of whatever mm-hmm. conversation is going on. So if you find yourself doing that, like, with your friends, like, thinking that people are coming at you crazy or, you know, your boo or your people you're dating, mm-hmm. if you always feel like they're, like, shuffling you off to the side or not paying you attention. If it's always you, it's most likely if it's always everybody else, it's most likely always you. Yeah, that's similar to, like, me expecting people to be looking at me a certain way. And it's like this person was going into the conversation ex- kind of expecting to read like they were getting disrespected or being being tried in that way. Um, and I, Yeah, that's just interesting. Um, and also, kind of similarly, like, with the example that you just gave, if you are always making assumptions about like how that person feels like for example in reading a text so i i sometimes will challenge myself like um not to over hmm not not to like put extra things in context if i don't really know the context so if i get like a dry text or something or they're responding mad late or something like that instead of like oh you know they never text me back or like get into kind of a victim mentality it's it's like okay maybe um they're actually doing they might be ironing a shirt doing this talking on the phone whatever and it's like to them it's like yo I just I went out of my way to make sure I sent that quick like okay cool and to you you're like oh okay cool and that's really like they were actually going out of their way to kind of send that at the time and you don't know so like sometimes you don't know the context it's like why imagine that instead of just being like hmm or at least even asking or to get clarification or, you know, just being like, hey, what's what? Why'd you just say, OK, cool. Like, are, are you free, not free to talk right now or something or, or whatever? I don't know. Exploring it more. Like, don't make assumptions. Being curious. That That is a great way to approach any of these. And yeah, curious and open to things could be not what you're just thinking. I mean, in all of this, like just because, um, you know, things are going on in social unrest or whatever, like. You, you can't make that assumption about everybody and you are because of, you know, you've been done wrong before, whatever you can't assume 
every woman is doing XYZ behind your back. Like, so you still have to be able to maintain a fresh perspective and a fresh lens um, of the world around you, Mm -hmm. which is hard. It, it is. It is. And it's because we've all like actually had things happen to us. Like that's where all of this stems from. But it's choosing to have that fresh perspective. Another sign that you might be a victim or a living like looking at life through a victim mentality is like you feel stuck and always have a laundry list of reasons why things can't and will not change or work out for you. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know those people um, or have been maybe those people. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't quit my job because it is and this and this. And then this happened. And then this, which is real because you might actually have to pay bills or whatever. But like. You know, oh, I can't stop smoking because of this. Or, oh, I wish I could do better, but this. Yeah, the first thing I think about with that is, like, kind of those older people who are like, well, you know my leg. Or, you know I can't go to the this. Or, you know I can't do. And you're like, damn, this is depressing. Like, and, again, like, some of that stuff might be valid, but it's, like, it's depressing. Because, like, every, it seems like that's how they always talk. Like, oh, you know this. Or, you know, like, an Eeyore type of character. Um, another thing that, that I think is a good signifier is if you have trouble being assertive. Um, because that shows like you're letting life happen to you and you're not, you're not, you're not accepting that you could control life because I guess if you accept that you could control life now, everything's not everybody else's fault and everything's not the world's fault. Like, Oh, I could actually do something, but in choosing to be a victim, um, you're being very passive about life and you're, you're letting kind of life take you down the river instead of you having an oar and like paddling the direction you want to go. And that's huge because if you're giving your power away, so you're feeling powerless, you might not feel empowered enough to ask for what you want or to stand up for yourself. So instead of like being direct with people, you find yourself like manipulating them to get what you want or, you know, trying to be coercive and doing underhanded to because that's how you feel like the only way you can get the things that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think another big thing, too, like with folks who have a victim mentality, a a big common denominator is insecurity, um, maybe low confidence, low self-esteem and and being insecure, because, again, that all kind of goes into a space of being disempowered um, and not giving yourself the credit um, that you could have in life, like to move forward with things. Mm -hmm. Because you really are the creator of your own reality. Um, I also think it's important to point out like something that we said is like if you're complaining but never doing anything, you might have a victim mentality. But taking action isn't always a sign that you don't have a victim mentality. And like what I mean is like you can leave a toxic relationship and still have a victim mentality because then you could be like, well, all men are dogs and all they want you, all they want me for is my body and this and this. And you can still keep that victim mentality, but still have taken the action to leave a relationship. So let me make sure I'm clear what you're saying. So what you're saying right now is it's possible to take action and you could still be having a victim mentality. Absolutely. Mm. And so I gave the example. Because you still see that lens through everybody else. Even if you left the person, like you expect your next guy is going to, Oh, he probably doing this. He gonna probably do me wrong too. Or you just like that or whatever. And that goes back to what we were saying about like, what's unfortunate is now you have this baggage and now you're seeing the world through this particular lens. So until you change that lens, you're still living like in a victim mentality. And it's like a self-imposed prison. So yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And so now that we know like some things that show that you're living with the victim mentality or signifiers of that, like, how can you become the hero in your own life and free yourself from these limitations? Um, I'm actually like really excited about this part of this episode because like we said, victim mentality is, I think this is a little challenging because like we said, it is stemmed in, you know, something has happened to you and, or things happen in life or 
there are circumstances and things that are unjust, et cetera, et cetera. And so in this case, it's like, what are the things that I could do to get, have more power over my life? And so one of the first things I would say, um, similar to how when we've had conversations about emotions or dealing with discomfort. So in this case, you're, you're uncomfortable. Um, you are, you feel some kind of way uh, you're dealing with something, right? Whether that stems from the insecurity or stems from the exact hurt or whatever, like you're dealing with some pent up stuff. And I think that in this case, it's, you don't have to act like you weren't hurt. You don't have to act like that thing didn't happen. So let's say, for example, I might be in a victim mentality and I'm triggered that like, oh, well, this guy's, this guy's treating me really good. Like he might, you know, he might actually be somebody that um, I end up with. And, but you know how guys do like, they always go mess up at someone which shit. They do. <laughs> Damn. That's just a matter of fact, but uh, you know, you know how guys do. They always gonna they always gonna mess stuff up. I don't know. I shouldn't even. And you start self sabotage or whatever, whatever, right? So let's say you're going down like a road like that. Maybe that's where you can catch that and stop to like validate yourself. Like you know what, Tyrone really did. You know he did put me through the ringer, but now I can sit here and think about the fact that what was that situation. Um, how did that make me feel? That made me feel terrible. Like I felt like I wasn't important. I felt like, you know, this or that and let yourself sit in it for real and, and ask yourself questions, let yourself explore it, maybe write it or journal it down to where I feel like sometimes when you spend some time with your emotions, the emotions start to turn into more of a logic where it's like, all right, but that was Tyrone. Let me try to think a little bit differently about this situation or, you know, let me not go into it like that. Maybe, maybe you can get to that after you let yourself validate that you did go through something or validate that something is happening in your life. And so I, I like that the idea of processing um, when you catch that moment of complaining or catch that moment of um, um, being being in a victim mentality. And I think that's so important. Like we don't talk about like yes, the thing happened. And yes, it, it was terrible. And you should it shouldn't have happened to you. And, you know, we don't get we don't allow ourselves to grieve or to own that those feelings or to own, you know, whatever happens. And so starting with, you know, validating yourself, giving yourself space, because the world is not going to give you that. So you have to make sure you do it for yourself. And I think it's so weird how like that, that works. Like I, I do it much more lately. I think I started kind of trying to do that when it came to emotions. Wow, and, and I was just about to say, remember when I didn't used to know my feelings? And that's already, like, a progress. So I'm like, oh, I, I be knowing my feelings now. But, like, I, um, if I'm feeling sad or, like, feeling something, and it really it really does, like, do something. It really does, like, move through you. Um, and then at the end, you're really like, well, well, like, that was, you know, that was that thing. And you feel lighter and you feel, like, a little more, like, refreshed, like, you're just not holding on to it. So I, I think it really does feel good to feel sad or feel bad for the moments that you need to, because then you're like, well, ran out. Like it just runs out. And then you're like, okay. Um, and now you keep moving on. Emotions are energy emotion. They get blocked if you don't allow yourself to feel them. So go ahead and do that. Start there. Um, and whenever you do this journaling or talking with, you know, trusted like support group or your therapist or something, then you can start to like look at where you can control what you can control in your life because inevitably we can't control things from happening to us as much as we would like to try. Like you can't control somebody hurting your feelings or the economy or war or whatever's going on in the world. You can't control that. 
But you can start to take accountability for like what is in your sphere of control and then moving forward with that. So, for example, um, like racism is real and that is something that nobody can deny. Like it, it is what it is, but you can't let it overwhelm you to the point where you feel disempowered and hope and hopeless and, and falling into despair, despair. Cause that's kind of what they want to happen. But what you can do is like, let's say you live in Texas and you know, Texas is Texas, but they're also trying to ban all these books in school from telling what really happened. They, they were, I remember um, there was something a few years ago where they were trying to call slaves servants. And I was like, the fuck right, right. Like, I'm trying to this. like let's let's not i'll have a whole story about that about <laughs> going to visit my dad when he was on base in missouri and um they called them house servants and i was like you mean slaves and she was like uh i mean uh yeah and i was like yeah we're gonna use the right words here and my dad was looking at me like oh my god mm. and that's what's important too and like all of this is like naming what things are and like let we let we're not trying to hide from them Let's be honest and truthful about what it is, but it's also not honest and truthful to if you when you see everything through that lens. It's also not honest and truthful, right? Just like them trying to sugarcoat that is not honest and truthful. So I think it really is about what like the truth of the situation in those cases. But I like that and I like how you're saying like, you know, there's things you can do that's actionable. But that don't mean you have to go, you know, walk Selma and all of that. Like it doesn't mean that, but I can choose to let me smile at every person I'm about to walk by and they probably won't have anything happen because that's kind of the choice I'm making, even on a very smaller scale um, that would make my day much better than making assumptions as I'm walking down the street all day. Um, so I like that one a lot. Um, and then I think a huge part of it is uh, forgiveness and um Nobody likes talking about forgiveness. We had an episode on forgiveness where we went through this um, and talked about how it's healing for you. And, you know, when you're really, really, really deep in victim mentality or when you're really deep in hurt, like nobody wants to hear about forgiving anybody. Um, but it truly is an exercise that lightens your shoulders. Um, there's a study I was just reading about the other day, actually. I, I wouldn't prepare for this, but there's a study I was reading the other day where um, – whoever scientists and like, you know, they put this stuff all in your brain and in your body and stuff. We're tracking. Um, they were tracking the brains of folks and they say it literally, it literally, when they practice this forgiveness, like it visualizing um, a person's situation, forgiving it, um, like honoring it and then forgiving it, that literally they were able to like, jump higher move more like if it was almost like it was it was just like how physically they were lighter um and to the point where this is something that is that athletes were starting to be like yo like i want to learn this and figure out this whole like forgiveness uh exercise because they wanted to be able to like just be even more lighter and free or whatever and so it's like how interesting is that that it like literally on your body it is good for you to practice those things to take that kind of like weight off of your mind and off your shoulders in that way um but forgiveness of others um you know again always have to remember that that's not saying like validating what they did it's not saying it was okay it's simply saying that you're that you're choosing to let that go and move on from it and a lot of times I think is it's uh, very important to mention that the biggest person that you have to forgive a lot of times is yourself 
when we need to forgive uh, decisions that we made or when we didn't listen to ourselves about that 20 year situationship Carly was in <laughs> or like, cause you know, it's like, you know, you know, like, Hey, I knew I seen all the red flags, but I thought I was going to do this. Thought I was going to change something, whatever. And sometimes that's the hardest person to forgive is yourself. But imagine the lightness that you can feel. Um, and, and the accountability that in, in forgiving yourself, um, that's kind of taking you out of that victim mentality because it's not all about like what everybody else is doing. It's like, you know what? I did make a bad decision or whatever, but I am not going to live with that feeling and that shame or whatever. I'm going to move forward. Um, so that all of that is very important. Um, and I think those three things are like huge, huge keys in moving forward out of a victim mentality. And I love how the underlying thread in a lot of these is about ownership, like taking accountability, like for yourself, for your emotions, for what happened. And again, forgiveness is not acceptance. Mm -hmm. So do not confute the two because they're absolutely not the same. But, you know, you deserve to not have to carry all that stuff around or not have to look at the world through those through that lens of everybody, you know, hurting you and doing that. Like that sucks that that happened. And also, like you can choose to live life different. Um, I like something that Lexi mentioned whenever we were like talking about the episode and like preparing it. And that was like, you know, stopping yourself before you speak. Like even when you tweet, like if you're looking at your social media, you notice that you always putting out mm -hmm. the same kind of content about something kind of stopping and be like, oh, man, like where where is this victim mentality lingering in my everyday actions and in my speech and how I'm moving? Yeah, I would say ask yourself all the time, like who hurt me? <laughs> because that no, but like that's actually a real exercise. Uh, who talks about that? I want to say, um, what's that guy's name? Stefan Speaks, maybe. Um, he talks about that as like an exercise of, um, and this kind of goes back into the forgiveness, but he's like, go down like on a piece of paper, literally write down everybody who like has hurt you. Or, and then you're literally like kind of writing something to them. And it's like, all right, let me rewrite it. Not to even send them, but just to process things. Um, and it's like all about asking yourself, like, who hurt me? Like when something's going on and you're, you're, immediately going into victim mentality or if I'm really about to tweet like you know this that that, that, that like what's really going on here and just stopping and taking a moment to even at least note that right um and then I was laughing with her I was like yeah and then write that in your journal because like my friend was getting on me about the stuff I'd be saying sometimes and I'm like no that's not that but then I was like nah I probably was thinking about some shit or you know the person or whatever when I when I might have wrote that and it's like m maybe that's an opportunity for me to like get that down instead of trying to get bars off on Twitter <laughs> So put that in your journal. <laughs> Hit us at Carly's Couch. Um, let us know where you might notice victim mentality in your own life, in your own tweets. Um, you know, who hurt you? Hit us. Let us know. And it's usually like the people close to you. It could be like your parents because it's like, dang, y'all, they kind of might have let you down. And so you may have a valid victim mentality because of that. Like they weren't there for you or whatever happened. Um, it could have been Tyrone. It could be you. It could be um the weather in florida because dang all these hurricanes every year and it's like victim mentality of of that like it could literally be so many things but it's like okay now now what you know what i mean like with life we have to continue to ask okay but now what and like whether that's taking control of how you process it how you think about it or taking a literal action there's always something that you can do to at least live a, a lighter more like fulfilled life even despite these things and it's beautiful because that's always your choice. It's always available to you. 
um, hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know what stood out to you. Share this with a friend. And then also leave us a review so we can read them on the next episode. And we also need some shout outs. So hit us. Let us know what amazing things you're doing, books you drop in, courses you have, amazing things that are popping. And then this week's question of the week. Lex, what would you ask a 60-year-old version of yourself? Like if I was looking at them right mm-hmm. now? Yeah, like as yourself. Um, you got to talk to her. What would you ask? One thing. I would ask a 60-year-old version of myself. Um, hmm. I would ask... How I would ask how I should approach, uh, maybe what do you wish I, you had, damn, it's kind of weird. What do you wish you had did that I would be, could do, be doing now differently with uh, relationships? And not, not even necessarily romantic relationships, but I think people really are the most important thing in your life. And I think that as people get older, they tend to, like the things that they're like, oh, I wish this or whatever are about like, how they maintained or whatever did things with their relationship. So I would ask her that so that I could continue to think about that now. Oh, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, that's a really good one. I had that to my list, but mine is, I would ask her like what her biggest regret is. Like what is the one thing that she wish she would have done? Yeah, but you better hope it's not something behind you that you can't help anyway. I was like, yeah. I'm about to look, well, I'm hoping that it's not. Look, I should ask, so what are these stocks looking like? <laughs> you right? <laughs> it's What's the lotto this? numbers for 2023? Right. What was that Powerball number? <laughs> uh, do you recall? Um, yes, shoot. Yeah, we need to get paid. We definitely have a Back to the Future moment. I love that movie, actually, by the way. We need to watch it. Yeah, Back it's to the Future is a good time. movie. Shout out Michael J. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't be a victim. Um, choose to be empowered and choose to live an empowering life and yeah let's think about how we can do things differently so that we can live the life we want to live drop the mic bye y'all peace